Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lucinda, and welcome to an ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. Today, we're going to be talking to Miriam Atwood, who set up Storytelling PR. Here she is to discuss her big idea. Hi Miriam, and thanks for joining us here at My the pleasure. ASOS Canteen, which is quite quiet, but that's because we had our Christmas party yesterday evening. Nice. Um, so you're here today to tell us all about your business, which is yes. Storytelling PR. Yeah. So tell us what Storytelling PR is. Um, Storytelling PR is a arts um, publicity company. I tend to avoid, I get told off by my girlfriends for doing this, I tend to avoid the word agency because I don't work like an agency. Um, The company is all about the relationships we have with our clients or our companies um, or the artists and I work with all live performance. So everything from, at the moment I'm working with a big TV show that's doing a live tour right the way through to um, comedians at festivals, not normally stand up more alternative theatre year round in Scotland touring the UK um, right the way through to um, I work with a couple of brewers who have kind of like an arty kind of interest so right lots of different stuff but all people that want to work with me in a slightly different way to an agency okay and what sort of got you started like how did you fall into this line of work is it something that you've done before have you been an artist <laughs> yeah, I'm an artist. No, um, I started working at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, which is okay. the world's largest open arts festival, um, when I was 21. Right. Um, I started as an assistant. I say I clawed my way up, um, and the people around me really supported me, made sure I kind of learned what I was doing, so I learned on the job. Um, and then by 24, I was media manager there, and although yeah. I loved it, I was kind of like, I've already got my dream job. Um, it was time for something new Um, and I worked at the National Galleries of Scotland in their press office and doing more digital stuff which was brilliant for a couple of years and then I started to get offers of work outside the day job and accepted them because they were all with really cool people Um, and then I think kind of different things came together and I quit and set up Storytelling PR and haven't looked back well done it sounds amazing and sounds sort of quite quick Um, yeah when you decided to quit Mm. Was that a big decision or was it sort of, did it happen over a period of time? It was huge. I think a few of my friends and colleagues especially were saying, we know you're going to end up doing this on your own or you're going to go out and you're going to want to manage your own project. Because right. I get so invested in individual projects, even when I'm working for another organisation, yeah. that I take it just to a mad <laughs> extreme where everyone's like, why is she, why is she still here? <laughs> um, and then I kind of... I never understood why, this is crazy, I never understood why you get paid a salary. I was like, but I didn't do much work this month, or I did loads of work oh, this month, really? or I didn't really get it. I yeah. couldn't. So as soon as I started matching a fee to an amount of work, it made much more sense to me, yeah. and I wanted to do a better job again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was people around me, and one of my colleagues was like, no, you're going to do it, and then kind of all started to come together and I knew I would have a run at the Edinburgh Festival if I left at a certain time and if it didn't work out I would have time to apply for a new job okay and then yeah so I kind of I felt like I had like the protection of a 
a festival and an organisation and a happening that would protect me. Yes, okay. And what did your, like, you know, what did your family say? Like, I happen to know your sister. I don't know what, she, you know, she's obviously really proud of you. Um, but what did they say when you were like, you know what, I'm going to quit the job and I'm going to do this on my own? Um, <laughs> you know what, I don't know. I think um, my mum said, oh no, mum said, oh, we always knew you'd be fine. Okay. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Um, no, but I think they did, I think they did quite honestly say, if you completely mess up, you know we're here. Yeah. But I think they, they knew I was Fiora. too stubborn to ever accept that. Um, but my sisters were really brilliant. And I think one of the things that was amazing about it in terms of I have two sisters based in London and I'm based in Edinburgh is now I can take on the odd project in London and come and spend time with them so immediately it was kind of win-win yeah. rock up at my sisters for yeah. a week do some work hang out with them so yeah we, it was a good decision all around yeah so now that you're working on your own and you're working sort of on these projects and you said that before you put in lots of time and you're like heavily invested in different things has the workload doubled again now that you work on your own um it hasn't, it hasn't. Um, certain, sometimes you have a very emotional response to the work you are given and yeah. you can't really see anything outside it and all you want to do is the best possible job. And then sometimes I have a very clinical approach and I'll go, actually, this you were only paying me so much, I can only do so much and I feel quite confident to be honest about that yeah. um, with my clients. Uh, so it completely varies. I, I'm, I think I'm habitually quite lazy. <laughs> So you don't sound it, I have to say. <laughs> so if I do have the opportunity to just sit and read a book or mm. sit and watch a box set, I sometimes will do that. Um, but kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one. Yeah. Um, and do you have anyone working with you? Have you sort of built up a team yet or is it still very much on your own? So I pull in friends that are freelancers as well or have day jobs and have a little bit of spare time to help me out when I get big projects. Um, I have an assistant all summer um, who is amazing this year yeah. um, and she's going to come back and work for me again next year. She, you are, you are. <laughs> um, and um, I, w- I go and work in Adelaide at the festival there and when I went out the first time I worked with a partner in crime. Right. So there were the two of us, we split everything we split all the work yeah and it was really nice it's nice in really intense environments on big projects to have another head yeah and then when I'm working on things on my own I have so many people that are just a whatsapp away and I can go how would you deal with this or what would you do or let's go for a drink and let's let me talk it through yeah and because I know so many people in the industry everyone's really helpful and supportive Mm. and then they know there's a favor there for them when they need it it sounds like there's quite a lot of it sounds quite casual in some ways you know like the idea of going for a drink or you know uh, what's that message which I think that for some girls in some industries that's just not how work works and it's about going into the office and dressing up etc do you have an office? Um, I have I'm very lucky I work for um, a big arts organisation looking after their events and I also um, run with another partner um, their festival offering in Edinburgh during the summer called Summer Hall and they during the winter let me go and hang out in their office Um, hopefully on the return from Adelaide the business will be two years old um, in April next year and I will have been doing it completely on my own for that time I'm going to get an office so it means me and my assistant can be there every day during the summer so you can have an office next year yeah and it's that kind of cooperative way of working so I'll try and get someone with a few desks and then Mm. get some other pals from around the city to base themselves there too so we kind of start to build yeah. a little bit of a community which is nice and is that something that you've sort of built up in terms of like that network of other people that are sort of young business owners and doing projects and stuff on their own on the on, by themselves like you are yeah. do you have that network of different people yeah and I think 
in terms of if they needed a little bit of PR or publicity or social advice, then I'm a good person to come to because I'm in the same boat. So I yeah. see it from the same level. And then you start to build. So there's kind of like all the different circles. So many of my friends are artists or theatre makers or um, writers. Yeah. Um, and they all work on their own. So we all know what it's like during the day yeah. when you're kind of like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm talking to the radio. Um, I need to get out. So it would be perfect to kind of create a space where we can all be much more productive sitting yeah. together, yeah. which would be great. Um, and that's both come from my background and my interest in what I do and kind of been a catch-22 of yeah. setting up on my own yeah. and needing people to employ me. Yeah. 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 Um, and is there anything about, you know, say the old job and the old life that you miss? Or, is it, or has it all been kept? Oh, well, I was going to say I missed the, like, the cake, but um, <laughs> I managed to like, sl- sl- like sneakily slide my way into Cake Tuesdays at um, Summer Hall. So Great. now I get to go and have cake every Tuesday. And it's really good because it means I have 10 hours there where I go and sit in an office with yeah. people, the projects I'm working on with them, we can catch up on. I get some cake and it's like a really nice way to kind of break in the week. Mm. Like Monday's like a big planning day. Um but yeah, I missed that. I'm, I mean, I loved... The, the most difficult thing for me about quitting my day job was leaving the team I worked with. Yeah. Because they were amazing and they were, you know... But I also could see around me that everyone else's motivations were different to me. Everyone else was having kids. Okay. Um, or ha- had children already. Or yeah. their focus was somewhere else. Or had, like, flexible working hours. And it was mm. kind of tricky to be there five days a week hammering away at stuff. It kind of felt endless. Yeah. And I knew how much I liked working on projects. And, you know, the National Galleries guys, I left in January 2013, two years ago, three years ago. Um, and I still go and meet them on their Christmas night out. That's good. So I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And how has it been sort of doing some of the business and the admin side of setting up your own thing? So I don't know how... You know, have you got an accountant that does all your books or is that something you're doing yourself? And are there any kind of like smart apps that maybe you've discovered or used to help you with that kind of side of things? Yeah, there are some really good tools. All of my organized friends, I have a couple of friends that are PAs who are like, will you just get this sorted? Um, (laughs) My sister happens to be an accountant. Very so helpful. I have pulled in the odd favour, but it's, I think it's one of those things about formalising the business, which is kind of my plan to try and do in the first two years. Yeah. So yeah, at this point, I'm actually shopping for an accountant now who wants to work on me on the right level, right? Because okay. it's quite specific what I do, and obviously because I um, want to start employing someone on yeah. a full-term basis rather than as an intern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so all of those things start to become kind of exciting. It's really interesting to see how that works, and it's really. Um, it's it's kind of opens up another part of your brain where you kind of see everything like lying out in front of you and it makes a lot of sense to me I was saying about having a salary and now being like oh I know what everything is um and that lovely practical admin sense but I'm I mean I was doing my receipts for my tax return for next year and I found one for three quiches so I'm obviously not that good at keeping receipts and do you have any mentors or anyone that can help you with sort of finding an accountant that wants to work alongside you? Or oh, I just ask everyone. Like, do you? Yeah, like there was a woman at Pilates a couple of weeks ago who was like, oh, he's my accountant. He's only £120 a month. And I kind of went, oh, yeah, I've got enough to pay for that. Um, and just kind of blagged it. But I did talk to her about what he provides and what that setup is, because obviously that's like the, completely the high end of the scale. Yeah. I mean, she's, ter- she's a limited company. Right, okay. She's turning over over £80,000 a year. Yeah. Um, so 
I just always take opportunity to talk to people. Some of my friends just keep a bookkeeper who keeps an eye right, on stuff. Yeah. Other people, when they've started up their business, there were kind of rough periods where they were trying to work out how they register as limited. Yeah. It was really difficult, so they got like, you know, a friend of a friend to help, and then yeah. they kind of do it as mates, right? So. Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting way of working, and I think the one wonderful thing about the arts is, even though I'm maybe the evil marketing PR, slightly more corporate side, is people want to support what you're doing, and it goes back into the yeah. mad stuff that's on stage yeah. at the end of the day. So, yeah. This, yeah, it's quite nice. I was talking to someone earlier this week, and they had, their business is a social enterprise as well, so they can donate some money to a charity, and I think that's quite... People want to be working for something that's kind of got a bigger purpose, or it feels like something you're really have an emotional connection to I guess as well yeah, so yeah with the arts, totally you get that. yeah um Cool. But yeah, I mean, it's you've, it's a really good question because I was my plan was to get that sorted by the end of December 2015, and I've not done it yet. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. <laughs> Next year, I got a really exciting job offer. I had to do the job <laughs> instead. That must be quite hard, like juggling those kind of like the differing priorities. Because when there's so much that you have to organise, yeah, you actually have to remember, right? I've got to do that admin and, as much as I've got to do this. And it does get to the point where I'm like, right, I'm going to spread every. I'm just going to have a night in, spread everything across the sitting room. Yeah put like Dexter on and just sit and have <laughs> go through five episodes and do four months of accounts like, yeah. you just have to just really mind over matter you know yeah. this is going to be boring but you've got to do it yeah for sure and that's alright yeah, that's alright um, and what do you do outside of work because it, it's quite an all consuming job you yeah. know and you're obviously really passionate about it so how do you give yourself a break from it uh, do you not uh, no <laughs> Not really. I mean, like, this morning I spent a lot of time uh, playing with my nephew yeah. and didn't check emails and taking selfies with him. Sorry, yeah. Naomi. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know. I mean, I work... I do love the people I work with. So going to the theatre with a group of those people yeah. or catching up on other work or um, going to see touring productions or bits and bobs coming to London. Mines, I call it mind sweeping a load of theatre and I go yeah. and like, see a load of stuff at the National or CPT or all these different places and see what's going on. And at my venue, Summer Hall in Edinburgh. Um, I, I drink a lot of wine. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, like I've created a lifestyle that's kind of perfect for me. Like I like to be busy and I like to work mm. hard. Um, and then the perks for me are the fact that I can come and work wherever I want. I can come to London for yeah. a week. I can go to Australia for a month and work there. You yeah. know, it's perfect. So would it be fair to say that, you know, the reason for setting up Storytelling PR is one to kind of obviously spend all that energy that you do have on your projects, ones mm-hmm. that you own, but also to create that lifestyle, you know, change. You know, you've kind of yeah, created something quite special there. totally. Yeah. And, like, I don't have to, like, go into any... Well, I do occasionally, but I don't have to go into too many meetings with, like, loads of white men in suits and sit and prove myself. Like, I feel like having had the fluke of confidence in that moment to set up the company mm-hmm. now I feel like that's enough like take it or leave it and if people don't want to work with me it's funny I'm never offended yeah I'm I always want to chat to them I mean it doesn't happen that often but I don't actively chase stuff unless I know I'm the right person yeah for it. sure which is you know it's just a nice way to spin it it's always, yeah. it's always spin it's always spin <laughs> um yeah and you mentioned then like sort of that taking that opportunity obviously just to set up on your own what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about it, like thinking, oh, shall I do it, shall I not do it? You know, what do you really need in order to do okay, it? Okay, the first thing you need to do is pay off all your credit cards and have enough money to know you can work for three months. 
Okay. Because that's how much time you would need after two months if you hate it to start looking for a new job. And True. I did, I totally did that. Like I, all the extra work I had outside my day job, I used to pay off credit cards, get a savings account going, set things up so I was ready for anything. Right, okay. And I think just be really practical. But if you have the energy to do something that earns you a bit of money, whether that's like arts and crafts or something that's related to your real job or it's, um, I mean, it could be anything like... If you have an idea that you want to pursue, if you have the energy to put into it after work, yeah. do that. Yeah. And then start to see if you could do it as a day job. Like I was getting up, at, I hate mornings. I was getting up at seven in the morning to do two hours of work before I went into my day job and then coming home and doing another two hours. I hated it after about four months, which is yeah. why I really started to make practical steps to make it my day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did do it. Yeah. I didn't just say no to that work. Yeah. So that was kind of a big sign. I think, be practical, be honest with yourself. Ask your friends, like, do you reckon I would be any good at this or would I just sleep all day and then go to the pub? And obviously, and they'll you're, be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's really important because friends will say it. I know that if it was my me, I'd be asking my sister and she would tell me, yeah, you can or no, you can't. Um, so that's a really great bit of advice to be practical because I think sometimes there is a risk people will just be like I'm just going to try it anyway or that actually puts people off and goes it's too much of a leap and I can't do it yeah it's not actually I mean it's not that scary I still have moments where I go oh god how am I going to pay the rent and then I remember that I'm actually successfully saving for a deposit on a flat to buy on my own and I go you know what if you can't pay your rent next month you've caught you've you've stop it you're doing fine yeah yeah, yeah. and I keep all my tax back every month and I just, I think you just have to switch on some really practical bits of your brain and I think anyone who's had a PAYE job or yeah. had a proper, like a day job, you can see easily how that breaks down on a payslip. Yeah. Just create that own little world for yourself yeah. and for your, if you're employing anyone, yeah. same thing for them. Mm. And how complicated can it be? I like it. Simplicity. Yeah. Um, what would you say, what have been the best bits and the worst bits? So, because you're coming up to two years. So over the last kind of 24 months, what's been the uh, highlight? Um, highlight highlight first and then we'll do no light okay so oh god so many highlights I mean I think the highlight has to be and I I could name names but when a company that I know and have enjoyed watching has called me and asked me to work with them okay and I've been like you just have to tr- you have to try so hard not to fangirl and just go oh yeah no that would be great I would love to do that sounds really interesting yeah oh yeah I have heard of you and you're like you sat in their audience like four times in the front row screaming um, yeah it was drag queens so you know what okay. am I going to do about it yeah. um, but I think that's the highlight is every time someone wants to work with me and every time someone says you know like these people recommended you I'm, yeah. I'm just always like I always feel so lucky yeah. I'm like well thanks yeah. um, uh, probably the, the lowest point is just those scary moments where you're tired or you're sitting at home and you're knackered and you haven't got anything done um, and I, you just it's mind over matter again I just yeah. have to go and sit in an office with someone else go to a coffee shop um, and like the other day and people sending misworded emails like the other day a client sent me an email and I thought he was saying, I'm not going to pay your retainer. And what he was actually saying was, I haven't given you enough information. Let's catch up. When can we catch up? Right. And I actually it was the first time in a long time I was like, you've nearly done two years. You can, you don't need to go to Australia to get a proper job. <laughs> um, and that's scary sometimes. But I always find as long as you're completely straight with people. Yeah. 
it's fine. And that's scary. That I'm over that now. But that was really scary for a long time to tell someone things aren't going so well or to yeah. be have to let them down and that makes me really sad um, yeah. but I kind of always balance it in my head you know you know, you did the same amount of work for all of these things and not everything is going to have the results you want no. um, and whenever I feel I've let an artist down I feel miserable but as soon as you tell them about it yeah. and explain what the next steps are I mean that's what that's all you can do Yeah. and do you have any sort of like mantras or any stuff up on your walls or anything like that that keeps you going or a power tune you said you watched Dexter when you've got to do all the accounting I know it's I've just watched the final series it's so bad <laughs> oh no and that's partly why I watched it because it was distracting <laughs> yeah um, I am a huge this is I always mentioned drag queens I'm a huge RuPaul Michelle Vazashram yeah and they have a podcast and if I can't <laughs> if I'm having a rubbish day I'm, I don't even want to say this out loud um, I go out for a walk with Michelle and Rue. Sounds good. <laughs> and I actually met Michelle at a book signing. I'm oh, really? such, I like, oh, I'm such a terrible fan girl. And I said, this is what I do when I'm like struggling at work. And she was like, do you, girl? And I was like, yes, I do. I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I, I call my mates or yeah. I go out on my bike, you know, those kind of things. But um, yeah, my bike and RuPaul and the pub. Yeah, are kind of my favourite things to yeah. keep me going. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, thanks so much for telling us about storytelling PR. It sounds fantastic, and you're so passionate about what you do. Obviously, I know. I hope. Well, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to make it up to Edinburgh and see more of yeah, you. Yeah. Everyone should come to the Fringe. The Fringe yeah. is the best thing in the whole world. If you've been to anything at like South Bank, it's like that, but better. Great. Sorry, Underbelly. You're great too. We'll come. Thanks. No worries. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And that was Miriam Atwood talking about her big idea, storytelling PR. We do this podcast every week, so don't forget to tune in and listen to My Big Idea on Acast, iTunes, or your other favorite podcast app. See you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.